Whether you're looking to land your next promotion, make a career transition, or find the next best role for you, being a job candidate can be challenging. And even sometimes isolating, but you don't have to do it alone. I'm Karen Weeks, the CEO and Chief Career Coach of Shine Network Coaching. I bring over 20 years of HR experience to the conversation, including as the Chief People Officer at OrderGroove. And I'm Dan Carr, a Shine at Work career coach with over a decade of recruiting experience, helping high-growth startups expand with top talent. On this podcast, we will shine a light on your job search so you can land a role that lets you flex your strengths and progress your career in an environment you actually look forward to working in each day. From creating a standout resume to confidently negotiating your salary to find your footing as a new manager, you can expect to hear actionable advice to help you shine your brightest in your role. This is the Shine at Work podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Shine at Work podcast. For those of you who don't know me, which hopefully you do, but if you don't, my name is Karen Weeks, and I am here with my amazing co-host, Dan Carr. Hello, Dan. Hello. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. How's your day going? Oh, just wonderful. Good. We are recording this on a Friday afternoon, so this may be a little Mm -hmm. bit giddier of an episode because we're definitely feeling it today. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But it's okay because we are going to channel this energy into really talking today about Look, we all have the perfect timeline. We wish we could wave the wand and find a job immediately. We want that for you. We've felt that for ourselves and we've searched for jobs, but that doesn't always happen. Sometimes it takes longer than you expect. So we are going to talk about, first of all, how to even set the right expectations for yourself. What are some things you should be considering? And then how to hang in there when it's taking too long. So Dan, one question I wanted to ask, and we actually had this on a sales call yesterday, so it's very appropriate. What is an actually a fair assumption of how long a job search should take? Um, you know, it's tough to to nail down like one particular time frame. There's a lot of factors that obviously go into it as far as um, you know, what the change that you're making actually is. Like, are you is it apples to apples? Are you in this role and you just want to do that role in another company? That's usually a little bit quicker. Are you looking to make a change in your career? That can take a little bit longer. Um, The season that you're particularly in can have a pretty big effect, meaning that there are lulls in hiring with companies throughout the year. And we'll chat a little bit further about what that means. But, you know, I think a safe bet for anybody who's planning to sort of make the leap into searching for a new job, it's probably anywhere between three to six months would be a ballpark. Yeah. And I think too, you also learn things along the way. So even if you are doing everything right and you have a goal in mind and you're sort of on the path to that goal, like everything in life, if you learn something different along the way, it's okay to say, oh, wait, I need to make some adjustments, which yes, might prolong your job search. But if it gets you to the right job, it's worth that extra month or that extra whatever to make that pivot in the middle of your search. Yep. And I think the other side of that coin too is you know, if someone's listening and they're just like, I hate my job and I need to get out tomorrow, like, tell me how quickly I can do this. I think, um, you know, with a very uh, well-focused search with the right strategies, you can probably shrink it down to that shorter end of the spectrum of three months. Um, it just, again, there's a lot of factors that go into play in how you're you're going about it. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up because it is at the end of the day. And I know people joke about this and you may, people may roll their eyes, but like, 
it is a full-time job to search for a job. So another thing that might extend it, and this is of no fault of anybody, no judgment, is how much time do you have to put into your job search? If you're working a full-time job, can you then take, you know, after dinner to bedtime to like really spend a lot of hours on this every day? Or is it just a couple of hours a week? Not right or wrong, but it may affect your timeline. Yep. Yeah. And I think one of the tougher things too is if if you're working, you're going through the process and then you start to get some interviews. So now you're in a different phase where you're trying to prepare for interviews, but you're also trying to keep the wheels in motion on new opportunities. And sometimes that falls by the wayside a little bit. And then if you don't get those button jobs that you're interviewing with, then you're kind of starting back at at square one. So it, it is it can be pretty tough in sort of balancing all that. And um, probably the best thing that you can do is be realistic with yourself, have something, a scheduled time throughout the week, whatever that is, whatever works in your life, and try and really stay true to that time frame. It's actually one of the things that we do in the kickoff call with our clients is what kind of routine do you need to build when you are feeling frustrated or you've hit a wall? What do you need to motivate you? How do you need some accountability so that you're able to set yourself up for success from day one? But we talk to you about what does this look like for you? Is it Sunday mornings? Is it an hour every night? If It's different for everybody. So you also mentioned um, that there's some seasonality to hiring. So this is one of those beautiful moments of we get to tell you a little bit behind the scenes. Companies just like people are distracted at different times of the year. So I personally have seen like the holidays at the end of the year and the summer be a little slower because internally, I don't have my interview team. We might be focused on wrapping up the uh, end of the year kind of stuff. Um, Maybe it's the end of a quarter. What are some ebbs and flows to hiring that I should be aware of if I'm a candidate? So I don't think it's me. It's like actually the market. I really think you hit the nail on the head as far as um, summer months. You know, there's always a bit of a lull. And then around the holidays, like starting November to December, even creeping into January as people's vacations sort of tail into mm. to the new year. Um, internal teams are taking vacations. It just kind of slows things down. But on the other side of the coin, from a recruiting perspective, if you're going into a search um, you're thinking about are the candidates out there even active or are they mm-hmm. on vacation? So you kind of, it's an excuse for everybody to sort of slow things down. So really the best time is to start looking is generally like mid January through May and then like September through probably like mid November is the the real like active, active interview times. And that's not to say things come to a screeching halt. Like I've certainly been in jobs where I'm trying to fill positions like a madman in the midst of December, but um, it's it's generally a good rule of thumb just to be aware of and not beat yourself up if you're in one of those time frames and you're not seeing as much activity. Yeah, I definitely have always had that like about to go on holiday break. I've got one more candidate I'm trying to close. I feel like a salesperson like trying to get that deal over the finish line because there's always uh-huh. someone. But I think to your point, I'm glad you actually called one thing about like the ramming back up from that time too, because especially in January, new year, new me, I've got a resolution to get a new job. It's January 2nd, boom, boom, boom. But like companies have to ramp back up. It might also be the start of their fiscal year or the end Mm -hmm. of their fiscal year. So recognizing that, yes, you can be doing everything right, 
but there's partners on the other side that have other things going on. And as much as you can understand that world, and it goes back to things we've talked about, about researching the companies you're applying to, knowing the industries that you're applying applying to, anything you can understand in that space will help you have more patience, but also understanding of how this search might go. Absolutely. We mentioned summer is a quieter time. Um, we are recording this in June, right? Yeah, June. It is the <clears> summer. <throat> so what can I be doing differently in my search if it is taking a longer time than I was hoping for? The best thing that you can do when you're, if you have an initial phone screen with a recruiter and you kick off a process, try and get them to to set the expectations and ask them the questions of, um, where are you at in your search? Are they just starting? Is Are you the first candidate that they're talking to? Understand what the full interview process looks like. Um, is this four or five rounds? Like it's going to be, it's going to take some time to wrangle all the people you'll need to interview with. Um, what's their timeline? Are they looking to fill this by the end of the month? Is it more of the end of a quarter thing? There's a lot of questions that you can ask in the beginning of the process to just um, help yourself not go nuts if you're not hearing back from a company um, is asking those questions early on if you get to that initial phase. Sorry, I just wanted to crowbar that in. No, it's perfect because I sort of had skipped over that is that there's the seasonality, but then there's also understanding what the process is because the process might just be long. The other thing to consider too is if you don't know that upfront, you start second guessing yourself. Mm -hmm. So we've worked with clients who either thought they understood the process or the process changed because look, you and I have both been on the other side and we think we've got all the boxes checked. And then someone says, oh, they should meet with so-and-so. Oh, wait, they should also talk to so-and-so. So-and-so wants to talk to them. So legitimately the process may get extended just because people forgot to include people or all of a sudden want to be a part of it. But as the candidate, it's very easy to say, oh, do they not believe in me? Do they not think I'm right? Because now I got to talk to another person or I didn't know I was going to have to also do this exercise. And it may just be, it wasn't clear up front. It may have nothing to do with you. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've heard from a hiring manager. um, I love this person. I just haven't met enough people yet. Mm. Like, unfortunately, a lot of times and, you know, recruiters try to steer them away from that type of thinking. It's really like, these are the boxes we're looking to check with a candidate. Like if it happens early on, like let's move quickly. But um, a lot of times you can be getting towards the end just because you were one of the first candidates and then they've got people just starting the process and then they're trying to balance you and kind of keep you in the running. Um, So just keep that in mind too. There's so many internal factors that um, are not a reflection of you as a candidate. It's just how they're sort of navigating their process internally. The other thing too, is if they haven't hired for this role before, it might be as they're going through the process, they realize they want to invite other people in, or as they get to the final stages with someone, someone goes, oh, well, I'd love to meet that person. And again, nothing to do with you as the candidate. Yep, absolutely. But it can sure feel that way. (laughs) (laughs) And trust Um, us, for those of us who are organizing all of this and wanting to fill the role, it can sometimes be frustrating for us too. So we, we feel your pain. Very much so. Um, um, but I think you asked me what can yeah. you be doing in those seasonal times. A number one, I would say never, never take your foot off the gas as far as applying. Like really, just always keep that going, um, just to to make sure that you've got your applications out there. Even if companies are 
you know, in their lull periods, you're still you're still entering the process and you're getting on their radar and you're moving the ball forward on your in your application process. But you know, I think especially summer holiday time, it's a good time to to really um, nurture your your network, um, connect with people, have deeper conversations out there with people within the industry doing similar things. Just anyone out there that um, you've been thinking about leveraging or just haven't had the time, maybe that's the time to to reach out to them, see if they've got some time to to do some networking. Um, it's a good time period to do some interview prep and practice um, when you're not quite getting there um, in those seasons. Just make sure that you're really well prepared when things do ramp up um, is a good opportunity there too. Yeah. I mean, I think there's two, this is, this is the thing I love about us is that we are like, I don't know if it's left or right side of the brain or whatever, but the two things I was going to suggest are take care of yourself. So mm. if it's quieter, take a break, like say, okay, it's just not happening right now. I'm going to take a week off. I'm going to focus on something else. I'm going to just literally take a breath. Um, so that you don't feel like you're spinning your wheels um, in addition to everything that you just said. Um, and then the other piece is a lot of times we talk with, with clients who are looking to make a little bit of a change or who frankly have been in their role for a while and feel a little stale. So it can mm -hmm. also be a time to do some professional development. Is there a new skill you need to learn? Is there a new technology that you didn't get exposure to? So you want to get more exposure to um, because it might be more marketable. So are there things, are there online courses? It can be free or cheap. It doesn't have to be some huge thing, but are there some things that you can be doing so that when you do sort of get back into the thick of things, you're like, oh, and by the way, I recently took this course. I learned this thing. I did this thing. Yep. No, I love those. And along the same lines to to make sure that you're, you're landing and your focus of interviewing and sending your applications out is your energy is spent in the right place. And you know, maybe it's a time to really do some research on companies. If you have that thing that you're really looking for, you know, is going to be sort of the North star of what you're looking for in companies, dig a little bit deeper into your list, do some research around those companies, figure out some ways that maybe you can network around it, but um, just it's, it's an opportunity to take the time to sharpen um, your focus around what your search actually is. Yeah. And I think that the final thing I'll say is like, trust the process. You're doing everything right. We've had so many clients. We had one client who first connected with a company back in February uh, and they didn't have anything at the time and they had slowed down, but then they picked things up. And when they picked things back up, he was right at the top of the list and he got the job in May, like within three weeks. We've had another client um, who's more in the nonprofit space. And so she's really seen those budgets ebbs and flow. But when things pick back up, they reach back out to her. And we had another client who was great on paper and just the markets tanked. And so she kind of was having a hard time navigating it. But then she found the exact right thing. She started as a contractor. Now she's a full-time employee. So it will happen. I know everybody wants it to happen faster but it will happen. So if you really are looking to make that change, like stick with it. And if not, maybe that's actually telling you something. I mean, how many times have we gone out into the world to interview? We've had conversations and we're like, actually where I am isn't that bad. So maybe mm -hmm. it's also a reflection of is now the right time to make a change. And it's a, it's a reflection point for yourself too. Yep. That's a great point. So we've done a little bit already, but our biggest thing right now, besides giving the advice, is to share a little bit behind the scenes. And we've already done that a little bit through this conversation because mm -hmm. we can relate to searches taking too long on the other side. But what's one thing that you don't think candidates know 
about what's happening inside the company. From a recruiting perspective, if you are going through a process and there's long lags in communication with your recruiter, um, don't get frustrated. Uh, generally, a recruiting team or an individual contributor recruiter is focused on 10 positions at a given time. They are um, spinning the plates of 20 different candidates. And then they've got hiring managers saying, I need to see more people. And they're trying to keep this person engaged. So the point being that um, they haven't forgotten about you, mm -hmm. but the best thing that you can do in those situations is kill them with kindness. Um, you know, let them know that you understand they're probably busy. Um, and one of the best angles to sort of, if you, if you're afraid of being pushy and, you know, should I reach out to them? Should I not? How am I going to come off? Really utilize it as a tool of like, hey, I just want to inform you where I'm at in the rest of my process and give it and give them sort of the, hey, this is, I'm sharing this information just so you can balance everything that you've got going on. Um, I've got a couple interviews coming up or I'm kind of finalizing um, or coming to the end of a round here, but never come back and come at a recruiter too aggressively. Um, just kill them with kindness, share a little bit about what's going on with you. And generally that that will generate an answer or response and, and give you a little bit of input of where you might stand in an interview process. Yeah. And I think actually to add on to that is there may be things going on in the company that they can't tell you about. So, mm -hmm. you know, last summer order groove was going through a due diligence process. So that definitely slowed us down on the hiring front. Yep. So when we announced it, all the candidates were like, oh, okay, I get it. And they, you know, were super excited for us. Um, other times it might not be anything that exciting, but if you are following them on LinkedIn, you can comment on things they post on just so they see that you're still engaged. Because I know our marketing team will tell me, hey, so-and-so made this comment. They look like they might be a candidate. We just want mm -hmm. to let you know um, so that we know they are very engaged with us. So Again, I know so much of what we talk about is for the candidates. We know it's painful. We know it's personal. We know all the things. But to your point, like just trying to remember there's other things going on uh, with these searches. And I think at the end of the day, this is your livelihood. This is your job. This is your career. So really thinking through what am I trying to get out of this job search so that I don't lose faith. You know, there's another person we're working with where it's taking a little bit longer. She's trying to do a big pivot in her career. So she knew it was going to take a while. And anytime she kind of like, quote unquote, goes to settle, we kind of bring up those things that are going to be really important to her. And she's like, nope, I'm going to wait for the right things. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to go big. And that's the whole point of doing this. Otherwise, just stay where I am. So just kind of keep right. reminding yourself of why you're doing this because it will be worth it when you get there. And I promise you, you will get there. I love it. So everybody, I hope that was helpful. We thought this would be really timely because especially if you're listening to this live, as we mentioned, the summer is going to be one of those times where it might slow down for you. So just remember to stay motivated, focus on those exploratory networking conversations, stay close to the recruiters, be reflective about what makes sense for you and what's right for you at this time. Learn some new skills if you can. But if you are feeling stuck in your search and you're getting frustrated with the progress, we can help. So feel free to reach out to us, listen to this podcast, check out some of the other materials that we put out there, reach out to us and we'll chat and we'll see how we can help you because 
though it may be quiet, though it may be take longer than you want to, it is worth it in the end. Right, Mr. Carr? Absolutely. Cool. Thank you so much for listening to the Shine at Work podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for the video versions of our episodes. To learn more about how you can work with Dan and I to make your next big career move, go to our website, shineatwork.net. Or follow us on Instagram at shine underscore at underscore work. See you at the next episode.